Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. If I could call you up and best to die, and you say you belong to me, to ease my mind. Imagine how the world could be so very fine, so happy together. So happy together to have you here on Notes from John. With a babble from Bond. How about Notes with John? That's good. From, with a babble from Bond. Okay. Well, <laughs> when, one of these times you're going to get it right. I would hope so. Um, well, that's a little so happy together, and uh, we put that together just a few minutes ago. Because we are so happy to be together. Indeed we are, especially yes. in this month of Valentine and love, aren't we? Love. And tonight, I want, we're going to give a couple of shout-outs. First of all, uh, to one of our little grandsons, Xander. He invited me to go to his oh, Valentine yeah. party, and he was so cute. He came out and waving and hugged me and said, Oh, you just made my day he by coming. told me the same thing. He made you, you made his day. Yes, and he was so cute. And then when he comes over for dinner on Sunday, he always comes over and asks what he can do to help, and he wants to help Grandpa with dinner. He does, and he helps me me with the gravy, and uh, it's fun to have him do that. Yes, we love you, Xander. Way to go. Yeah, good good going. And we also wanted to have an acknowledgement of one of our sister missionaries that we love dearly, Sister Catherine Biolena. I'm not sure of her married last name sweetheart oh it's filipino so i don't know even how to say it but she she's is got a, she is from the philippines she has a great husband and a darling little baby yeah and she wrote us she, uh, a little uh, note on messenger or text is it messenger? Or maybe so <laughs> just the other day and said i'm listening to all of your podcasts uh, present sister jepson and just want you to know i'm also using it for one of a, a class that she's taking in her, her higher education work. She is, so, oh, and it's for our missionaries as well, so hopefully it's helping some of you yeah, in well, some degree. Thanks for letting us know, Sister yes, Bielena. That, that was, was just sweet. really fun to, to get to see it that. It was. Well, um, today's been a, a just another wonderful Sabbath day. Bonnie and I had an opportunity to go uh, to Camas, Utah, which is about uh, 40 minutes away from us here, and then participate in a state conference uh, there as we get a chance to do at least two times a month. And um, it's and then to speak on behalf of the, uh, the Temple Presidency to encourage people to come and worship with us in the, in the Salt Lake Temple. And we meet wonderful people wherever we go, very dedicated. Latter-day Saints. We do, and Bonnie speaks typically first. We'll take about 10 to 15 minutes, and she speaks first and does a great job, and then I speak after her, and and then... And you do a great job. (laughs) You had to say that, didn't you? (laughs) 
Because I said it about you. But you did a great job today, sweetheart. As did you. And we were very tired. Yes. And why were we tired? Well, because yesterday we were up at 3 in the morning to go to our shifts. And then this morning we were up at 5 to go do a training at the temple. So we're a little tired. Yeah, that's really true. But we are going to forge ahead with our happy wife, happy life, part yes, three. Part three. And just to, to, as a reminder, in the last two episodes, we've talked about uh, the some of the important aspects of a marriage relationship, which, in our opinion, were physical, spiritual, social, and some financial implications. And today, we'd like to talk about the emotional aspect of our marriage. And there's uh, several things that we can talk about that and you might all have your own ideas on what to talk about in terms of emotional considerations in a relationship between husband and wife but how about we begin we begin with communication wonderful topic because <laughs> because <laughs> we are so good at communication <laughs> with each other most of the time mm, yeah some of the time as well <laughs> But but it's just so interesting that that uh, Bonnie and I are quite different in in well a lot of ways obviously as most couples are I'm whether you believe it or not I'm much less talkative than she is don't believe it for a minute and it's the truth <laughs> no. I typically would much rather in terms of conversation with others I'd much rather be a listener. Unless you get on a topic that you are passionate about, and then we all listen while you talk. <laughs> well, that doesn't happen very often. Why are you giving me that look? I'm not. <laughs> I'm communicating through my facial expressions. Well, I think one of it's it's. I mean, it's obvious that one of the key ingredients to a successful marriage is an ability to talk to each other. In, in all circumstances. The, the problem is, and, and the problem for me, for instance, is when I'm unhappy, or I know she's unhappy, I'm less inclined to talk. Why? Because I don't want to. I'm irritated, or she's irritated. And I don't really want to talk much about it. On the other hand, when you get irritated or unhappy about something, you're, you're much more inclined to want to talk about it. Yes. Why? Because then I can get it off my my chest. My I can vent. I can get it out, and I feel better. Otherwise, I carry it around with me inside. But I think when you talk about it, you don't want to talk about it when you're supposed to be able to talk, because then you don't want to give each other the silent treatment. No, that is just not. I agree with that. The silent treatment does not work. It's not fair. It's just, I think, a terrible tool uh, for one person to use against another and, you know, can really ruin relationships to to refuse to talk to the other person because you're mad at them. And I, I, I know it happens. I know people do it, but I, we just really plead with you. you not to do that. Don't, don't give one another the silent treatment. And if you're irritated, I, you know, obviously the correct thing to do is to be able to express that. 
Well, you can stop and take some time off a little bit to cool off if it was, you know, really um, intense. That That's one of the reasons that I don't often talk immediately about things when I'm irritated because I don't want to say something that I would regret. Is that an excuse? <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> but it's also a reason. Yes, that's true. You don't want to say things that you'll regret later. So that's why I say it's, it's good to take some time and cold off and then... And then to be able to talk about it in honestly. Well, and I, I personally don't agree with the statement, never go to bed mad. Sometimes that works, and it's because sometimes you don't sleep if you're mad, but other times you're so tired when you are in a situation where you're unhappy with each other that going to sleep sometimes helps you feel better the next morning and you can more rationally talk about it. Talking about it, as you say, rationally instead of emotionally? Sure. Well, in connection with that also, it's interesting to note, at least for Bonnie and I, um, you know, at night when we're ready to go to bed, Bonnie wants to talk. She wants to talk about the day, and she's she's yes. all ready to go, and I'm ready to go to sleep. Well, we have to be able to do that both ways because sometimes at night is when I can finally talk without children around, without the pressures of the day, and I'd like to talk to an adult to be able to unwind where you are exhausted and you just want to go to sleep. So somewhere along the line, we've had to work that out a little bit to, to uh, share each other's emotions and feelings, and sometimes in the yeah, you know, sometimes in the I had an opportunity while I was serving as in uh, both as, <clears throat> as a bishop and as a stake president to counsel with couples who were having problems in their marriage, and of course one of the key issues in that is a lack of communication and just not talking to each other. And when they did, it was either in angry terms or uh, sarcastic terms, uh, or other times they just didn't flat talk. And sometimes because of busy schedules and busy lives and, you know, and, and then when they do get together, they're, one or the other is just so tired, they, you know, they can't really uh, have much of a meaningful conversation. So we'd, we'd talk about the importance of it and then actually scheduling a time, if we had to, to have them talk. Okay, if, if we have to get to this stage, then on Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we'll both put on our calendars, we are going to block it out and talk. And, and then we would get together the following uh, Sunday and talk about how that communication session went. Then we'd set up another one the next week, and or as often as we needed to be able to do so for them. Well, and when you talk about at night, talking, called pillow talk, of course, but that's where you have to give a little bit of yourself to the other person. Sometimes I knew he wanted to go to sleep, but he would talk to me. And sometimes I knew he would... Um, I knew he wanted to go to sleep, so I would just let him go and... I would talk to myself. <laughs> well, the truth is, Bonnie, you're just a lot better communicator that way than I am, much better than I am. I know that, so do you. But then again, you're a talker, and I'm not a talker. I don't believe that for a minute. 
you you should. <laughs> you talk a lot when you're giving talks, when you're well, counseling that's people. Sweet. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> that's different than that, than literally talking about how was your day, talking about tell me what your feelings are about this. Tell me your thoughts. But but that's important to have someone come home and be interested in the other person. Like, how was your day? Okay. And yeah, I, 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 I understand that. I'm just saying that you're better at that than I am. Well, there's always time to improve. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I, and I know I come by it naturally. My, my grandfather on my mother's side was, uh, was not a great communicator. Didn't talk much, and what do you mean an excuse? I was going to say that could be just a little bit of an excuse. Maybe, but, I, <laughs> but you also just are blessed with an ability to be able to talk a and lot. My, and so, yeah, I was going to say it. Sometimes <laughs> I just talk too much. <laughs> well, in connection with communication, the the corollary to that is you got to listen. You got to be willing to spend the time and be engaged in the conversation by listening to what your companion's saying. And that's where you're much better than I am because you listen and I'm all ready to jump in with my next line. <laughs> there is some truth to that. Because <laughs> I'm trying to say, okay, I, can, I have something to respond to that. I, okay, okay. And I and can hardly you, wait to get it out. And you, and then and I interrupt. Miss, then you miss the next sentence. The next or, sentence, the next or I interrupt you. Yes. You know? So you're much better at that than I am. I, that's probably true. I probably am a little or bit. Is that an excuse? That, <laughs> no, that's a reality. <laughs> uh, you're a better talker. I'm a better listener. But it Except takes, for at night when you want to go to sleep. <laughs> that's true. But it takes both. It does. We we got to be willing to be able to express what's on our mind, what's in our heart, and then we got to be willing to listen, be engaged in the conversation, not be listening and nodding your head, and in fact you're off, you know, somewhere else. That's where you're supposed to be fully present. Fully present. That's a good statement. But also too, if you're going to be talking to that person in a mad and angry tone. And accusing and blaming, name calling, that that doesn't help either. Well, yeah, well, be so, able to so talk rationally to each so other. So let's talk about that for a minute. How about well, one of the key things our kids told us was th that they were a little bit critical of us was that they never saw us argue, argue and as a result, they never we never taught them how to resolve so conflict. Issues, yeah. Well, that's good and bad. <laughs> Yeah, but gosh, I take from that. How often did you see your parents argue, Bonnie? Occasionally. Did you? Mm -hmm. Well, and you had, of course, ten kids in your family. Well, there could I have just, been some pressures, and but, they were, and I could, I could see that that they it wasn't the perfect marriage that they had some issues they had to work out, and I understood that. I and, didn't like it. I didn't like seeing it. Yeah, well. I, my parents, I never saw my mother or father raise their voice to the other, ever. I never saw them quarrel, ever. And I, I, 
I always thought that as a young child, I thought that's the way everybody, everybody was, was. But I learned quickly as I got a little older that that's not the case. In most cases, that's not and, the case, and, I don't and think. That be in many, many marriages, there is yelling, and there's arguing, and there is, it even gets to name calling. It gets to accusations and that kind of stuff. And I, I've just always, Bonnie and I, when we first got married, we, we just, agreed that we wouldn't we wouldn't ever yell at each other I don't think we ever need to do that I think that kind of contention is exactly what Satan would have us do that's right he would and even though there were times when I wanted to get a little bit angry but because I knew that that was of Satan and contention did not help a marriage I did everything I could to Sometimes be more quiet than I wanted to be, but I knew in the long run it would be the best way. And even another reason for avoiding that is because you, you oftentimes say things when you're when angry you that you regret, that you don't really mean. And, and once they're out of your mouth, you cannot take them back. And then you start to, sometimes women have to vent and they will call each other and talk and and sometimes that gets a little bit too involved as well, and you have to be careful. You can say, you know, well, they, all men are alike here. Or maybe maybe men get together and say, yeah, my wife does this and my wife does that, and then someone else says the same thing. But you have to be very careful when you're talking to other people about your spouse. You chose this person, so you choose to love them, and you choose to make them look good in other people's eyes. Yeah, I, we talked about that a little bit last week. The, why would anyone ever talk negatively in the presence of other people about the person they love? Well, sometimes it happens. And uh, oh, I, I know it so happens. So that's I, when you have to be apologetic and make amends. I just can't imagine, sweetheart, being in the presence of other people and then cutting you down or being negative about you in any way in their presence. Well, you're just so great. No, I, I just... Anyway, so communicating, listening, all of that is just so very important. Avoiding in those conversations, name-calling. Oh, for heaven's sakes, why would we ever get involved in name-calling? Yeah. I just, I know it happens, but it comes, it, it comes with just the element of respect for each other. Well, and that's where also anger comes in, because if you're unhappy with each other and you start raising your voice and sometimes... The anger comes out, and if you don't know how to control anger, you need to get some help with that because that can be detrimental to a relationship, fear, disrespect, um, and it's it can damage a relationship. Sure it can. So I, I think in that communication, uh, it's so necessary as we, as we demonstrate respect for one another that we are able to share ideas, to share feelings, I'm not real good at that, to share concerns, to share um, hopes and dreams. And uh, so that if we're really going to become one, as the scripture talks about us, leaving father and mother, cleaving unto him and her, and no one else in the twain shall become one flesh. If we're really going to become one in heart and mind and purpose how can we ever do that if we can't share 
and communicate those kind of things. Well, it's ongoing. You have to constantly work at it. And uh, it's important to be able to, to, and there are times when you just have to agree to disagree. That's, that's certainly true. And that you each have your own opinions about things, but that doesn't have to go into a terrible tyrant and tirade, I guess that the word yeah, is, tirade. tirade. And uh, name call, yell, and all of those things we talked about where we can calm down and work it out together. And if not, I hope that you would get some counseling and get some help. Good point. So how about, how about forgiveness? How about being able to say, I'm sorry? That's hard for people to say that. How about if they just say, sorry? That how's, was... how's that? <laughs> sorry. Is that, is that, that going to cut it? <laughs> no. No, I no. don't think so. I, I think when, you know, that happens a lot. Sorry, as if, oh, that makes everything right just because you say sorry. Sorry, no. You really have to, if you know you're wrong, it takes a lot of courage to have to come up to someone and say you're, you're deeply sorry and to please ask for forgiveness if you've hurt your your spouse in any way. And the truth is, sweetheart, because men struggle with ego, it's tough for us to say, I'm sorry. It's tough for us to admit we're wrong. I know that's not right. I get that. But I'm just <laughs> telling you, the reality is men's ego makes it very difficult for many of them to say, to one, admit I was wrong. Two, you were right. Three, I am sorry. Well, it can go both ways. Well, sure, it can go both ways, but... But in connection then with that, when when a heartfelt acknowledgement that someone has been in the wrong is expressed and forgiveness is essentially being sought. Your heart softens. Does. And uh, it's, uh, the forgiveness comes out. Well, hopefully. I've, I've, I remember sometimes, and Elder Holland gives a great talk about this, about couples getting in spats and one of them then says well I remember when you did this and then the other one says oh yeah well I remember when you did that and and that goes on and then, and then somebody says can say yeah but I I thought you forgave me for that well well I did but I I guess it's I haven't just forgotten it. I haven't forgotten I forgive you but I haven't forgotten and it's one thing for us to forgive, and you're exactly right. It's a much different thing to forget. And there's also um, that my um, Arnie Fox, one of my mentors, told me, don't gunny sack. You carry this gunny sack around on your back, and so your spouse does something wrong, and you just don't want to talk about it, so you put it in this gunny sack. And things go along fine then. And then something else happens and you throw it in your gunny sack again. But you don't talk about it. And then after a while, there's so much in this gunny sack that you said, think, and all this resentment has built up. And then you're saying, well, you did this. And, and do you remember when you did this yeah, and this and this? Yeah, and then it's all there. Yeah. So you just, you just need to talk about things like that. And take the time, to, like we said earlier, to sit down and talk. And when you... When you tell someone that you forgive them, you, you forgive them. 
it's not something that you keep bringing up. Bring they sh once you've forgiven somebody, you, they shouldn't have to suffer for that mistake again. Over and over, right? And and sometimes we have a tendency to punish, punish. one another. Yeah, that's right. And 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 yet when forgiveness is given, there shouldn't ever be any more punishment in any form regarding that particular issue. Well, because we want to be forgiven for all of our faults and imperfections from the Savior, and so we need to expect the same from each other, that we need to forgive and, and be able to yeah. move on. Uh, tell me about validation of feelings. What does well, that mean to you? Sense to me that you got to validate my feelings. Well, I guess if I've been upset or whatever, and I'm explaining things to you or telling you what happened, and and you you let me know that I understand what you're feeling, and or that okay, we've we've got it out, and we'll talk about it instead of saying. Are you kidding? You really feel that way? Well, that's stupid or something to that effect. You go along with helping me feel better about the feelings I'm having. Even though you might not agree with what they are, you have taken the time to help me work it out. So uh, I guess I don't fully understand it very well because I've never really considered the need to have someone validate my feelings. So I don't understand the... Because you're a guy. The, <laughs> I don't understand it very well. I do realize, and I think it is true, that, that women, um, you know, they're more emotional creatures than men are. And That's the way I we're made. It is, and gratefully so. And, and so there is a little bit more of a need for women to receive a validation of their feelings. I mean, that doesn't always happen. There are some women that are, will say, I don't care. Sure, of course there are. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I don't I care about that. your feelings. Just get over it. Yeah, but uh, so for me to validate your feelings, one, as you express them, as we communicate those, then I've got to be able to show, one, that I'm, I'm engaged in what you're saying. Trying to understand. And doing the best I can to understand what you're saying. So I might be, I might say something like, I see what I understand what you're saying. Can you help me? Can you help me understand why? Yes, you could probably say that. For me, anyway, maybe, maybe for some other wives or women, they need a little more. They need some encouragement. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And and a means of in, again validating their feelings as it's okay. It's okay to have. Feelings of concern, of anguish, of anxiety, of fear, yes. of having your feelings hurt. It's and, okay and then help, to have help all them those. work work through that. To work through them. Yeah. So validation of feelings. And you have always been very good with that. You've helped me vent, and at times, or when I've gotten a little bit upset over something or whatever, and you've helped me do that. You're pretty good at that. Well, you, it's because you do well at, val at expressing your feelings <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Um, then, uh, as we kind of come to the conclusion of our our visit tonight, how about 
just suggesting that one of the great ways that we are able to provide an emotional strength and binding uh, in our relationship is to be able to serve each other. Yes. Doesn't that help just about any problem that comes up is, is to be able to serve one another. And sweetheart, you are amazing at that. You are so service oriented and, and you always have been in the many years we've been married, 40, how many years has it been? 72, 47, 47 years, years of our marriage. You've and been it's so just flown by, hasn't it? <laughs> Indeed, all of fun and games, hasn't it been? <laughs> yes. But you, you, you are so service-oriented, and that has been an absolute blessing in my life. Well, you know, when you love someone and you want the best for them, you want to serve them. I know some people say, oh, you're just being a pleaser. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to please your spouse and to serve them. And make. And I just feel good in my heart when I'm trying to make your life the very best it can be. And I feel better myself when I know that your needs are being met or whatever you need. Yeah. Well, it takes me back a little bit to our time in the mission field with our when we'd have a, a missionary companionship that was struggling in their companionship together and asking you know what can we do to make this better the answer is almost almost a cookie cutter of saying one you've got to serve each other yes and two you've got to be able to be forgiving of each other and yes. three you got to be willing to talk to heavenly father and have seek his help and being able to strengthen the relationship. And so that's essential here as well in our emotional connection together, that, that we serve one another and that we serve our God together. That's very important. So that we can, you know, as we communicate with our Heavenly Father, we can continue to ask Him, how can we better serve, you know, my companion? How can I help her to be happy how can i help her to do this or that or the other and be sensitive to this issue or that issue and and not get my own concerns in the way and i found too that for some even even though it's not reciprocated at times maybe for some if you keep trying to serve to make that person's life happy and good you can tell your heavenly father you did everything you possibly could to make your marriage work and to feel good about your efforts. So for those of you who are struggling with some of these issues, you just do the best you can and to love your spouse. You chose them and so you choose to love them. That's a great point. And how about telling them? That you love them? Yeah. Well, that's... How do you feel about that? I think that's important. There's ways you can show, of course, that you love them. But I think an occasional I love you is the best. What do you mean by occasional, <laughs> sweetheart? Don't you think that should be every day? Um, should that be several times a day? Should uh, or, or well, how do, I mean, and we, we bring this, and as we're talking about it, we kind of are smiling with each other because 
I'm not a big one to say, I love you. I'm much bigger on being trying to demonstrate my love than I am verbally expressing my love. But I think it's important to express your love. I I agree, and I'm not very good at it. And I'm but I think sorry sometimes sometimes it can get like 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 you said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the same thing as oh yeah, I love you too. Love, love you too. Love, love you. you. Love you. Finish finish your phone call. Love you. And those are all cute, cute and fine and wonderful. Yeah, I, I, many people do it. I know, and I've just never, I just have never, I don't know, felt comfortable for some reason doing that. I don't know why, sweetie. That's all right. You have shown me in many ways, and that's why I said it's nice to hear occasionally. <laughs> well, it's true. I do. I even told you in my little Valentine card that yes, I gave you. Yes, you did. And we we give each other cards. I have two big binders that have all of our cards, our love our love notes from each other. In these uh, binders of all of our cards. Yeah, we've got a. We've spent a fortune. Yes, we have in cards. <laughs> these cards together. That's okay. They're our love letters, sure. and they're better than uh, they're more. They're not as expensive as counseling. That is true. So. Well, um, we conclude tonight just by being able to say is uh, we we both smile when we think about happy life, happy wife, happy life. Well, it goes the other way too. It, uh, certainly, it happy certainly husband, happy life. That's right. And we strive to lift and build and bless each other. And the emotional impacts of that are so important about being sensitive to each other's feelings and, and being honest and open about that and being able to communicate in, in direct ways without being um, harmful, without being accusatory. You know, without uh, being critical, but but really striving to communicate as the Lord would have us communicate. And to be there for each other on good days and in bad days. Yeah, well. So. And today's been a... Good day. A good day. I agree. <laughs> so. And tomorrow will be even better. And tomorrow will be better. Because we're going to be able to sleep in a little bit tomorrow yes, instead of getting up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Love that. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been nice to visit with uh, those that choose to listen in on us ton- tonight. And uh, hope you just have a great day tomorrow and your coming week. Please know that uh, our marriage relationship, although it is certainly not perfect, we're committed 100% to each other. For time. And for all eternity. That is absolutely true. And we will do all we can to help one another in that process of having that come true. And we are happy together. So happy together. So happy together. I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life when we're with me. Baby, the skies will be blue for all my life. I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life. Good night from 
Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. <laughs> <laughs>